0: This is episode 121 of the Fearless Launching Show. Today, we're going to be talking about the concept, the theory, and the art of improvement. Now, most of us want to reach specific goals, specific metrics in our business, but I say we look for the change in our results instead of looking at that end goal where we want to reach that's what we're going to be talking about today, how to apply it to our business on a day-to-day basis, and when we're launching. I'll see you inside. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six- and seven-figure product launches. And by working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered. So many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done for you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself. And an ongoing cast of characters, friends, who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all, and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. I took a week off last week, just the family was home, and I decided, you know what, we've got plenty Plenty of episodes for people to catch up on, so I hope you did that, and if you missed me, I'm so sorry, but I'm back, and today we're actually going to just wrap up this series that we started a few weeks ago, and if you haven't read, not read, but if you haven't heard the series yet, then this is a great time to go back and catch up on that. So this three-part series that I did was all about the top three things that you can do to produce a successful launch because I do believe it is an active thing. It's not just a thing you can do by chance. There are some really key things that we can all get better at in order to improve the success and the outcome of our product launches specifically. So, interestingly enough, um, actually, let me let me dive and let me let me dive in and let you re- remind you what those episodes are about first. So, in week one, we talked about what I think is the most important piece of a product launch, and I think most most people who've been running their business for a while would agree with me. And that is the who, the who you are even talking to, the who that you are selling something to, the who that you are helping, the who that you are hoping you can help. You're hoping you can give them a solution, something that you have, something, an X ex- piece of expertise, or maybe it's just a product to lighten their load, lighten their day or brighten their mood, um... We don't need to go into the different reasons why people buy products, but that person, that person is going to sign up for your thing, enroll in your class. That is who is most important. So we talked about that in week one. Week two, we talked about systems and tools and systems actually can come in the form of software and plugins and all of that, but systems are the way that you do things, are the actions that you take in your business, which is interesting because I really think that branding, um, when it all boils down to what is branding, it is made up of the actions that you take in your business. So While you're working on those systems, think about it as potentially you working on improving your overall brand, like how people experience you, right? So we talk about that in week two. We do talk about some very specific tools that I suggest and I recommend and the basic categories in which you really need to make sure that you're all set with before you even decide to launch. And actually, these are things you do even before you have a launch date, You set a a deadline before you hire anyone. The third thing, the third part of the series was all about planning because I do believe that without planning, without a clear plan set in, not in set in stone, but set in advance, you don't have as good of a chance and you don't have as good of an opportunity to. Really, launch something in a way that reaches the right people, more of the right people. And I'm guilty of this. You know, there are some times, and I can look back at certain launches and think, yeah, you really planned that well, you got that done. And those are probably my busiest times when I was kind of forced to plan it well because otherwise I would have imploded. And of course, no one's perfect all the time. So I personally have those launches where I just decided to do it and thought, oh, well, everything's all together when it really wasn't all together. So (laughs) those are the three really key parts. But let me shift gears for a little bit and tell you about an email that I received recently, actually this week, because if you're listening to this during the first week of the year, we have open Fearless launching just for two days, 48 hours really. So it closes on Thursday the 9th. So you might actually be listening to it on the day it's closed or the day after. I'm not sure and I'm sorry if it is closed and you're you're interested. Uh, but we do start on Monday the 9th. So I definitely don't want to make any promises that it'll be open when you listen to this. Um. But anyway, so I got this email and I, I've, got, I've gotten a lot of questions. You know, I always get questions and emails from people. And what I thought was interesting is that the person shared such a simple desire, want, need, and I had to share it with you because I just thought it was so important. And it's something I've thought about. And that is that I just want to get better at launching. I just I just want to get better at this. I know I can do this better. And you know, of course that wasn't the only thing the email said, but what I found interesting that there was a little bit of shame in the person when they said, you know, maybe it's not cool that I I'm not asking for a seven-figure launch or maybe it feels like I'm settling, but I think it's okay because she was just tired of missing her mark launch after launch. You know, you set your goal. She thought she was doing everything. And correctly, she thought she had included everything she needed to in her plan. She had reached out to the right amount of people. Maybe um, maybe some of her tools weren't in place or some of her systems weren't really set up well. But she really thought, why am I missing the mark by this much? Anyways, I love this because... I really, you know, what I strive for in fearless launching is to help people improve, to launch better. And I love this idea of continuous improvement. If you've never read any of the books that are out there about Kaizen, which is the, which is basically continuous improvement, I highly recommend it because it really does open your eyes to, you know, we're not all going to have the overnight seven-figure launch. And in fact, most people don't. So I figured, you know, let's talk about getting better today. And let's think about how do we keep improving every single day. So today I am going to share two stories uh, that I thought, you know, they stood out. They're students. Um, both are people that I know very well now because I've been working with them for a couple of years. They were in Fearless Launching and then we went on to uh, work together or become closer friends after the fact. Um, I, don't, I don't want to guarantee that we're going to become besties if you if you come into Fearless Launching, but it seems like my record is saying that now. <laughs> Uh, basically, just because I I love getting to know people and you can't help but care for the people that are surrounding you, whether you're in a teacher role or not. So the first question I have for you is, do you want to have better launches this year? Because I don't think a year goes by without me asking myself, what do I want to improve in my business? What do I want to get better at this year? What do I want to do better? And think about it now for yourself. What in your business do you want to do, this, do better this year? Uh, is it launches? Is it the way you build your list? Is it the way you deliver webinars? Is it copywriting? Is it, is it something else? Is it, the, is it your client process of working with people? Is it, your se- is it you want to get some sales training? Like Think about the different things that you want to get better at. This year, and you know, over the past few weeks, like I said, you know, I've been taking you down this little bit of a launch, successful launch rabbit hole series, because I want you to think about these top three things as areas where you really can get better, and I don't want you to think of a specific. I know that a lot of Teachers And I actually, I do believe that understanding the numbers, understanding where you're at is important. So I do think tracking your numbers, being aware of what your goals are, but I also think a more important piece of that is not being specific about, like, I'm not going to tell you what's successful or not, right? I want you to feel and know that you've improved. Like, oh, like last time I... Gained 1,000 new subscribers during my launch. This time it was 2,000. Or last time I made 20,000. This time I made 50,000. I want you to know that. And, and you do need to know some numbers. It can't just feel better every time. So just because something get, gets easier doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be more successful. So don't mistake my kind of woo-woo mama-ish-ness, right? Mama-ness here as saying you don't have to track the numbers. But I think that, you know, when I think of improvement, I think of that steady, smart, intentional action and learning from your mistakes. For me, an improvement isn't just going from a $50,000 launch to, let's say, a six-figure launch or seven-figure launch. That's an amazing win, but the improvement happens if you can do it again, and you can see why that happened, and then you can implement and get better from there. So I I do think that you have to be aware of what's working first. So I've worked with tons of different size projects out throughout my career offline, working in Hollywood on different you know types of media projects. I I've shared that with most most of you unless you're new in the audience, and if you are new, I. My my initial 10 years in the professional world was in uh, film development, film production, then visual effects, visual effects production, animation for movies and TV, and then also in um, software development and video games. So... So I have that background where those budgets are way higher and the money at stake is way more than just a solopreneur necessarily. So you know, while it's a huge win to get to do a six figure launch or a seven figure launch, one when you've been working offline and you've been working for multi million dollar companies and you know movie studios, it's like wow, you know, it still is amazing. Don't get me wrong, but. I, I can't help but try to connect the two really and to to look at the people who are let's say making their first five-figure launch. Like they just made 10 grand and they are happy as pie. And then at the same time looking at the seven-figure launches, and then at the same time connecting that with, let's say, a big video game launch or a documentary launch or something like that. And honestly, the spreading power, the success of these projects. They were always directly linked to a few really key things, and that is, a number one, a deep knowledge and understanding of the audience and connection with them, communication and and a sense of community. Um, also, a clear system, tools that work together, tool sets, people, and I look at systems as people because they are part of the system. It's part of the the people running the tools. Um, and then a well thought out plan that wasn't necessarily complex to execute. So while some of the plans, let's say for an animation or a visual effects CG project, were complex, sometimes they weren't. Sometimes our job was animation, export it, send it to somebody else. They did the editing. They did they did everything. Um, and sometimes it was everything from storyboarding all the way through to the final composite and the final film out onto actual film that was going to then be delivered to an editor and for, let's say, a like a film or something. Um So the plan didn't necessarily need to be complex, but it did need to be thought out. And the more in advance that you could think it out, the more, the better you got at breaking down that work into smaller pieces. So they could be handled and they could be, they could be done, you know, on time and on time, meaning your, whatever that schedule is that you're going for. So The other thing, even more than that, was that all these projects kind of required all three elements to get the results. So if you had a plan, but you had zero connection with an audience, the person had no kind of following, whether it was a director or a video game, it was harder to really launch it. A plan doesn't make a project or a creative thing exciting. It has to kind of serve what's what you're putting out into the world. And I'm thinking, you know, even if you know everything about your audience, if you have zero plan of when you'll make the offer, well, you're going to be working on that thing forever. So it may never happen. And you know, it shouldn't surprise you that all the fancy tools, systems, software, people for everything in your business might do nothing if you have no deadlines, if you have no sis, if you have no system for getting them done. But if there's no real story, so just because you finish a film doesn't mean it's going to change anybody's life. If you just, you know, just because you. Are able to create an amazing Kajabi site with all the bells and whistles and you've got you've got this amazing content and amazing training program and you've got you've got a great like whole um, evergreen setup behind the scenes again no bueno you can't you can't say that that is going to make a successful launch so two people I want to tell you about today, and these are just stories of improvement because I feel like you can improve. So improvement, if you're at least improving every month or you're looking for ways every day to improve, that's the deal. That's where it's at. Okay. So just think, I want to launch better, launch better, launch better. Okay. So first there's a woman, Vanessa Chase, she's a nonprofit storyteller. She has a, she has a course and a program on how to teach Nonprofit fundraisers, how to use storytelling to raise money, basically. And back in 2015, she, she was a scholarship winner to Fearless Launching. So she wasn't even a paying customer. Okay, so I was worried right there. Because, you know, you hear, everybody always says, if you don't pay for it, you don't put, put any value on it, and then you don't do anything. But Vanessa, that girl was at the calls. She always submitted questions, and she always took action. And so while I was surprised and amazed that she took action there, I was so I was so happy for her when she came back to me and she told me about her results. How, you know, she spent the time leading up to the launch interviewing, surveying, skyping with her audience, getting to know the people on her list and she created a targeted segment of that main list that she had. It was a small number really and she set the goal of signing up just 15 students. And because of the attention she paid those people, because of the questions, because of the answers, because of, you know, and she did a webinar, she did all that, but I, she really does believe that getting on the phone with those people and really getting to understand what their struggle was was the reason why they signed up for her program. And 15 people didn't sign up, 39 people did, which was amazing. Of course, she was excited. Of course, that gave her the confidence she needed to do it again the next year, doubled her... doubled doubled her results. And now she's on track to do it again very soon. So she's actually finally, and funny thing is she wasn't even in the Facebook group during her round of the, the program, but she's in there now. She just recently joined. So I thought that was funny. And I'm so excited to, you know, continue to work with her. I got to work with her outside of Fearless Launching as well, you know, just giving her some advice on her launch. And, you know, so that's powerful, You know, if she had, let's say, just done a webinar, maybe she would have gotten those 15. Great. But would she have gotten the 39? I don't know. I don't know if she would have. And that was literally her first crossing the $10,000 mark for a launch. And she was so happy. Imagine if you could do that. Imagine if all it took was two weeks of connecting with as many people in your audience, past customers, current clients, um people maybe who leave comments on your social media if you don't have a list, people who leave comments on your blog, maybe if you know people in Facebook groups, you put it out there. Imagine you talk to a group, a bunch of people in a two-week period, and that turns into potential customers. Okay, so the next person I wanted to share, the is Hillary Rushford, who's now a good friend of mine, but honestly, I didn't really know her too well when she joined Fearless Launching. And she, I think she won a hot seat right away, which was great. Um, she actually did a lot of work even before the class started, which I thought was fabulous. Definitely overachiever there. So she joined in her second year of business i want to say maybe even third I, I don't remember no second probably and to be honest she never she told me that she never she never joined fearless launching before not because she didn't want to learn from me but because she didn't the program was right for her she thought i'm not scared of launching why would i why would i join that i'm launching like a crazy person um but she once she joined the program like something told her you know what i'm going to just join She joined the program. She realized that though she knew her Bettys, and this is what she calls her audience, the women in her audience, she'd actually never really mapped out a launch in advance or even prepared her team for it. So, you know, Hillary really herself will tell you that over the past few years, she learned, she's learned how to stay calm. And I've seen it too. I've seen the change, you know, from getting very triggered very quickly to, Okay, so what are we gonna to do to going to problem solving mode? And I think that is that's a huge transformation right there. But the big the big thing here was that she was already creating amazing, beautiful work. Her Betty's loved her. But in order to grow, in order to really have a successful launch, she needed to start using a system, like a launch system, and she needed to Really be clear about when things were going to happen in advance so her team wouldn't get stressed, you know? And so I was so thrilled to turn, I always joke that I turned her into a planner girl, but she was always a planner girl. And you know, she, I remember her telling me that she could not believe that that was the first time she'd ever written out her launch or written out her brain for her team so that she could act so they could actually help her. Um, she actually said, I'm far, far closer to sanity thanks having a roadmap and mentorship at those critical stages. I have probably a 12 document launch file that I've shared with my team of about eight people. That is gold. So, um, I think that's amazing, and I think that the testament there is that, you know, planning didn't mean everything was going to be perfect, but it got her from point A to point B with less stress, more in advance. She was able to make decisions more wisely, more, less reactively, and she was already, because she was already creating the content, and she, the people love, she knew her peeps really well, but the problem was that the system and the planning wasn't there. And, you know, so that was just great. And now she's just taken the roadmap and run with it for herself. You know, she has her own way of doing things, but now that piece, that planning and advance piece has stayed with her. So, listen, the truth is that you you might think that there are other people, and I've worked with a ton of people, and if I told you who they were, you'd be like, wow, I bet they don't really have to work worry about any of this. And I say fooey to that because everyone has to worry about this. Just because you're, you know, fill in the blank with whoever you think has it easy, doesn't mean that they can write just any old email and sell a bajillion info products or coaching services or whatever. Um, the truth is, is that you always have to come back to these three things in order to launch well. And, you know, I, I can think of people that I know who really care about their communities like Marie Forleo, Jonathan Fields, Denise Duffield-Thomas, Laura Roeder, um, and I'm thinking of lots of other folks who are in Fearless Launching, Hillary Rubin, Erica Learmark, all these folks really care about their community and really do, have really done the work on their systems and really do take the time to plan out their launches. And even someone like Gary Vee, who, by the way, I have not—he's the one who I have not worked with yet—talks about getting on the phone to ask people to buy copies of his books. I mean, he he's talked about this before, so he's not above doing the work, making the connection, making me ask, finding out what people want. He's on Snapchat. He doesn't have to do that, you know. He's on Snapchat and Instagram and Periscope and all this and all that. So he's one thing I love is that if you go to an event. Gary gets on stage, he doesn't just sit up there and yammer away, he starts Q&A right away. He's there to help, he's there to serve you, that is it. So no matter what you're creating in your business, new products, maybe improving your old ones, if you're running a business, it's always going to come back to, how am I going to launch this? Who am I making this offer to? And when's it going to happen? So if you're asking yourself, well, I don't really have time to learn this, oh, I'm not launching yet, (laughs) you got to be taking you got to be learning how to launch seriously you've got to be learning some of the foundational practices here and you know that it's interesting cuz fearless launching we start our class our first like one month boot camp style class next monday and I nearly didn't open it for these, two 48, these 48 hours. It's closing, I said, January 9th at 9 p.m. So if you're listening to this before then, just you know click on fearlesslaunching.com and go over and check it out. But this is the first time that we're doing it in a condensed manner because I want you to launch. I don't want you to just sit there and watch my videos. I want to get on the phone with you three times a week. We're going to be like a launch team rocking it out and i've always said that fearless launching is for beginners but it's also for people who are more experienced and i realized <laughs> funny thing i realized this week why that is and that is that even so beginners always should start with the foundational concepts related to anything and then start putting them into practice start layering in those skills and start just start practicing and People who've been doing it for a while—it's just like anything. You get bad habits, you get lazy in certain areas, and then then your business starts to suffer. So I always think, even that master teacher, even that guru, that trainer needs to lean on someone. Um, when I was hired by Jonathan Fields to you know manage his launch, <laughs> I kept asking myself, what does Jonathan Fields possibly need from me? I mean, hello, he knows everything. But someone like him is also smart enough to know that you get help from people who can give it to you. And you don't, you don't take on that I'm better than whatever. I'm, I know everything. You never know everything. Why don't you message me? Support at ansomwelllove.com. Let me know if you feel like you've done all these three things and you're still not getting the results you need. Because I bet... There's something that you can do better. So let's hear it for improvement. Let's hear it for that this year. And have a great rest of your week. And I will talk to you very, very soon.